<coughs> Testing, checking. Yes! Let's go! This is the family! Well, hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone in between. And I do mean everyone in between. It's me, Chef Josh. You're listening to another episode of The Family Cast. Food and music is life, yes? Yes, indeed. Welcome to another lovely week. Lovely week in San Diego. I went to Palm Springs over the weekend, and that was hot. That was a stupid trip. <laughs> I mean, it was for work, but it was just it was just too hot. It was People were, like, so melty and sweaty and see-through because they're so... Oh, my gosh. Just glad to be back here in America's finest city, according to some. Okay, anyways... Yeah, the family cast. We do food and music pairings. I am a punk chef. This is the Punk Chef Podcast. And this week's guest is also a punk person. Maybe not a chef, but a punk person. He is just such a punk. Just kidding. Jeff Wiedeker is a punk rocker who also happens to be a brewer, who also happens to see me at a lot of concerts. We go to a lot of the same shows. He actually goes a lot more than I do. I'm jealous of his concert-going expertise because <laughs> he also gets to travel around and brew beers with people around the world and all that kind of stuff. We're going to get into it in this conversation. I was on location in El Cajon, California, which is in East San Diego County, if you didn't learn that from the episode I did with Troy Cook in El Cajon also. Um, It was on location at the brewery. Burning Beard Brewing is celebrating their seven-year anniversary coming up soon. So this is, maybe this is part of that celebration. Who knows? Who knows? We'll just get the party started, right? And uh, they got they got a lot of things in the works. I was there and I ate at their new restaurant that they have inside the brewery, Punk Spears Brasserie. Delicious hamburgers and French fries goes along with their their delicious lineup of beers. All kinds of goodness right there in the brewery. You don't even have to leave. You don't have to wait for a food truck to show up. And uh, it's just all right there. It's perfect. So go visit Burning Beard Brewing, East San Diego County. Not too far from everything else. Um, yeah. Before I start the show, I think I was just... I'm going to play some music, actually. Let's see what I'm going to play today. What's up, Jit? Oh, sorry. Xander, my youngest son, just walked into the studio. Because my studio is in the garage at our house. El Graje del Zarape. The reason I call it that is because in the olden days of this uh, podcast, I used to hang a one of our Zarapes behind me for, like, nice added color. And... A uh, friend of the show, Mogan, uh, dubbed it the Garage of the Zarape, El Garaje del Zarape. So that, if you see that location on my Instagram posts on Instagram.com forward slash the family cast, sometimes you'll see that it is El Garaje del Zarape. And that is this studio. That is the studio where this show is lovingly produced, or some would say where the magic happens. Yes. So anyways, Xander walks in and he brings his skateboard home from school, throws it in here. He's like, oh, sorry, you're recording. But I like to leave those things in here because, you know, this is self-produced. I'm not a, it's not a big time podcast with lots of production teams. I, I tend to call this part the production or the post-production or the editing or whatever, but it's really just me and the family. Xander helps me make beats. Sometimes Rhythm or Eden will do the, the intros or outros, like, what's up, fam? You're listening to blah, blah, blah. You know, that's that's all family stuff. Um, yeah, I try to include them because I want them to learn how to do this too. Like I said on the, if you didn't catch it uh, last week on the Emo Brown podcast, I was the guest and I was like, hey, I was just, I want to leave them some kind of legacy of what to do with technology or whatever. Like someone's going to be like, oh, you, you didn't your dad do that kind of stuff? Uh, maybe music or podcast or both. Maybe he, they'd be like, yeah. So maybe they have it in them a little bit to, to do some of this stuff as well. Anyways, listen, if you listen to the show on Apple or Spotify, leave a review, a rating, perhaps some uh some tips on venmo maybe it would help i don't know that's j-o-s-h-u-a-c-k on venmo i got i got patreon and of course i got new stickers and pins if you want to hit me up for those i'll send one your way maybe maybe uh maybe we can meet up for some coffee or some tea or some soda pop or a beer or whatever you want or come to the kitchen sometime where i'm the chef at harvest kitchen we'll make you some lunch whatever if there's time this week is super busy, so I'm gonna finish up this podcast and get right to work. We got a crazy week. Nine weddings in, are gonna be in the books. Everyone's getting married this week. Everyone's getting married, <laughs> and it's also my wedding anniversary with Lisa. So, cheers to you, Lisa. Thanks for sticking around for 22 years. Oh my God! Wow. Anyways, yeah, this show is uh, with Jeff, and I want to get right back into the conversation. Be sure to share this show with a friend, please. The show is still growing, and we're having fun still. And uh, I just want to keep getting the word out there because I got more guests to talk to, got more stuff in the works and uh, more schedules to maintain. So 
Yep, let's get into it. Here's my episode. Here's my conversation on location. So forgive any background noise because we're in the brewery, I might add. It's not going to be quiet like this. We're in the brewery. So you're going to hear noises. Don't worry. It's not an audio problem. We're actually sitting in a brewery, like not in the tasting room. We're actually in the brewing area. So it's going to be a little bit noisy, but hopefully you get used to it. Okay. Here's my conversation with Jeff from Burning Beard Brewing on the Family Cast. Here we go. Let's dig in. We're doing it like this. Couldn't get the thing to work, but <laughs> hey, everybody, ladies and gentlemen, everyone in between. I'm, I'm at Burning Beard Brewing with uh, mastermind evil genius behind all the beers, Jeff Videkirke, if you're saying it like traditionally, right? <laughs> yeah, that's close enough. I'll, I'll take that pronunciation. <laughs> How do you say it? Uh, Videker, Whitaker, I'll take both. Videke. So yeah. is that German or Dutch? German. Okay. So Burning Beard Brewing, East San Diego County. Really delicious stuff, on a, especially on these hot days. Yes. I'm drinking a Hellas. Cheers. What do you have? Same. He's got the Hellas. I got the Hellas. Refined uh, beers for a refined palate. Oh, wait, is that right? No. What do you call the shakes or the uh, hooligans? The... Yeah, I, I couldn't tell you. Okay, great. Um, for a while, there was the uh, the team that would go to the concerts and... Oh, oh, um. oh, the distinguished delinquents. Distinguished delinquents. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're talking about us, man. Yeah, we the delinquents roll, man. Uh, everywhere is still. Yeah, that it's uh, yeah, it's our beer club of uh, of like-minded hooligans, and okay. uh, yeah, the the Hellas is uh, is a popular beer among them. Nice, Hellas. For those of you that don't know, is actually. For my, I'm half Greek. This is a, it's a Greek word, which is you know it's, it's like Hellenic. You know it's um, I don't know if it has I don't know if this relates to the hops or the beer or whatever. But Hellas is also when, when you see the Greek baseball team, it says Hellas on their shirt. Oh, nice! Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So the very Greek way of the translation of the letter. Like I might be butchering this, but you know Hellas. If you see that, it's it, it also means Greece. Oh, wow! <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, so, and I have uh, just to bird walk even further, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a brother and brewery of mine from Greece. He's kind of like the Greek uh, McKellar. Oh. Uh, yeah, he's, he's, his name's Kaz. He's from uh, Seven Island Brewing. Okay. And uh, man, met this guy in Antwerp. We were over there doing a beer festival. Rad. And uh, we we hit it off like, and I didn't know you were Greek, uh, but <laughs> just half. Yeah, well, I mean. <laughs> Apparently, the half I like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so, yeah, we Burning Beard Brewing, uh, what, f- how many anniversaries now? Oh, uh, we're coming up on our seventh. Perfect. Okay. And that, so I, I learned about the brewery through different friends, and I was here since, like, kind of day one, just through, you know, from, from Quaff and, like, all this kind of stuff. Now there's a restaurant in here. That's right. And... All Punk kinds Spears. Of the Punk, Punk Spears Brasserie. Punk Spears Brasserie. You got some delicious burgers, fries, hot sauces, and all that. But also, I see Jeff at a lot of concerts. Yeah, <laughs> all, all the time. He's a hardcore kid. Now maybe an elder emo. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm rounding out to uh, post-punk emo. Yeah. Definitely. I love it. So um, how'd you get into beer? How'd you get into music and family life and all that? Let's, oh, we'll man. get into it. Uh, music definitely came first. And yeah, it was just what I did. Uh, I played guitar, bass in a lot of local bands. and uh, All San Diego? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I've played around SoCal, but mm-hmm. no, nothing major. Had a, had a job and had to, uh, had to provide. Yeah. You know? You, know, you know how it goes. Yeah. So uh, that music wasn't anything that I could really make money at. Uh, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm on Spotify under, uh, let's see here, what is, what is the name of it? Um, <laughs> It's it's actually like Shattered Diamonds, and I, th- I think I still get point zero zero three cents per play. So yeah, if hit them up at, if you're looking at donating. Give them those pennies, right? <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, there's not a lot of music, or well, there wasn't any money in it for me. Mm-hmm. I'm not that talented, but I have a lot of fun at it, and know know a few people who who play mm-hmm. and uh, who gig pretty regularly. But uh, yeah, man, it's it's just. You know, with food, beer, music, I just—it's all about creativity, mm-hmm. and I—I I just 
I love art and everything that, that we do here, we try to keep it craft, art focused. Yeah. And, uh, you know, music really ties into that. I, I, I just love the arts, you know, totally. what can I say? Is that kind of the, um, how you started doing the craft brewing before opening the brewery and stuff like that? Uh, how did, how did I get started? Actually, uh, it was because uh, I failed at yet another venture. Uh, <laughs> so it's a life of failure. Uh, but yeah, and, right. It's, it's how many times you pick yourself up. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I'm, I'm getting good at that finally. But yeah, I was, uh, working on a PhD in Newcastle, uh, just like south of Edinburgh. Mm-hmm. I was going to school there to, I was working on a PhD in literature, writing about, uh, fairy tales, taking a sort of psychological approach to examining fairy tales and oh with some, some modern readers. And, Those uh, guys get pretty dark. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, thankfully I love the dark stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then life took a, a crazy turn. Some, uh, medical stuff happened, not mine, thankfully, but mm. that, that affected me a little bit. And I had to pivot and, ended up with a lot of free time because before I left for Newcastle, I was in a bunch of bands and we were playing around town a lot, moved out of, moved out of the country and mm-hmm. came back to uh, literally nothing to do. So I went and brewed about, I don't know, three or four or five times a day. Mm-hmm. When I got back, I had nothing else to do, but this is all home brewing. Yeah. And a, a friend, uh, I was uh, attending services at the Buddhist temple of San Diego down on 28th street. Mm. A friend of mine, uh, was, she's been going there forever and she's like, Hey, have you ever joined? You thought about joining Quaff? And I didn't even know what it was. Ended up joining Quaff. And what does Quaff stand for? Oh man. Quality ale fermentation friends. I believe (laughs) that put me on the spot. I think that's what it is. Don't hold me to it guys. Um, but yeah, and uh, you know, she was like, "Hey, if you just—it's twenty-five dollars to to join. The Christmas party alone pays for it, and the Christmas party was insane. It's super fun, yeah. totally. So much food. Uh, the people at Quaff—they're so creative. Uh, all across from cheese, hot sauce, mm-hmm. all, all sorts of culinary items, man. Anything fermented. Yeah, okay. and 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 the beer." And a lot of was, our brewers in San Diego came came from that, right? Right, and uh, yeah, ended up uh, squeaking out and uh, winning the home brewer of the year, yes. and, and thought, what year? Oh man, I think it was 2015. Okay, and uh, as a joke throughout there, that hey, this building that's basically had squatters in it for two years. Wonder if if anybody'd rent that to me and, and this one? Yep, this oh. this one. And uh, it was cleared out the next day, and so basically my bluff was called, and I was like, "Oops, maybe I should <laughs> maybe I should look into that." Yeah. And then started yeah. looking into it, and um, yeah, at the time, uh, so Mike Moss, my partner, he what I, I pitched the idea to him, to Mike and his wife Patty, and they were on board, Heck and yeah. it's, the rest is history. And that, you know, now we've, we've grown the business from basically delivering one or two kegs in Mike's Tacoma or my, my forerunner and um, to having punk spears here full time and the, the food is blowing up. Yeah. It's going crazy. How's the food? <laughs> yeah? We got, we're sitting here with some diners already. <laughs> it works. Punk Spears Brasserie open all every time the brewery is open or is it also open separately uh no just just here uh we do do a couple off-site events but it's staff after covid as you may know uh, (laughs) yeah if you've tried yeah right hiring anybody is is like the hardest thing to do at the Mm -hmm. moment but Mm -hmm. yeah we're we're just happy to have it here yeah because uh, east san diego uh, bringing a food truck out here was a nightmare people wanted $2,500 $2,500 guarantees. Oh, my. Um, people were canceling because their dog got sick or they got a flat tire or they ran out of gas or... They didn't have the hustle. Yeah, they did <laughs> not have the hustle or the desire to drive out to El Cajon. Yeah. So we decided to capture all of those people that were coming in here for a beer before they went out to some other restaurant or the people that would come from a restaurant to have a beer before they went home. Mm-hmm. We were like, man, we need to really concentrate our efforts on keeping people on site 
and this has really helped us turn the corner. I mean, surviving COVID when it was to, to go only was a minor miracle. Getting this thing set up and, and functioning at yeah. the level it is, is is another one. We are uh, grateful for the universe. You know, yes. we've we have been uh, extraordinarily lucky. Oh yeah. Well, you guys have the. Um community mindset and maybe you learned a little bit from <clears throat> you and Mike both from the punk rock and hardcore communities maybe from how to, how to rally around like you know survival right. know, getting through I know my buddy Stu does a lot of your f- photography for the parties and um, you have a drum set behind you <laughs> like you're very, it's very music minded and punk rock focused and I think last time I saw you at a show was uh, Gorilla Biscuits perhaps oh man no it wasn't Bar. I, I missed the Gorilla Biscuits uh Agnostic Front, maybe, maybe yeah. uh, who just played Brick by Brick with Sick of It All. But yeah, I was just telling somebody uh, about that show mm-hmm. at the at the Tower, which was a great show. But uh, <laughs> man, I I hadn't seen Sick of It All before, and friends with the drummer Armand, we we share a mutual friend. Okay, um, at, from Billy's Beer Cafeteria in Antwerp, and. Stefan, who owns that place, mm-hmm. introduced me to uh, Dave, the drummer from Municipal Waste, and uh, Armand, who's Modern from, Thrash. Yeah, Love dude, it. and sick of it all. They were so great, man. They're so nice. The energy was, was amazing. <laughs> they're nicer than they look. Yeah, <laughs> right? they're great, super nice guys for sure. Um, that's cool. So there, you, you definitely found a connection between music and perhaps maybe even learning some stuff about Buddhism and brewing beer. All yeah. at the same time, and now you know what. What makes? How do you? How does Burning Beards Brewery? I mean, not the brewery itself, but the product, the beer, stand apart from San Diego? Oh man, I don't know. There's a lot of beer here. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that it that it does. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is the brewer talking. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I, I think you, it's we have a pretty high level here, right? Yeah. So, our, but it does because some people didn't make it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, we like to say here that having good beer is just that's your table stakes, man. If you don't have good beer, you don't get to play the game. No, that's level one. Right, right. right? So how does it stand apart? Um, it's it's the people, it's the environment, it's the DIY ethic. Well, you guys are definitely one of the like music-minded punk rock breweries in San Diego County for sure. Um, uh, there's a few, but like you're one of them. Yeah, and right? you know, it's and it's not even that we're hey, we listen to X, Y, or Z music, which makes us cool or cooler so than you. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's not that at all. Mm. It's, it's in the true spirit of it, which is this all-inclusive um, show up, do the work, DIY 100%. Um, we're, every day we're uh, MacGyvering it. Uh, <laughs> we literally brew with uh, paper clips and duct tape. And I, sure. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I, a brewery at six years old. If someone had told me that everything we owned would start to fall apart at six years, I would have planned a little differently. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's it's. But yeah, that that whole punk rock ethos, that that DIY, that that's that is sort of the the, the pinnacle of the pyramid. Mm-hmm. The, the, it's where we're shooting our arrow. We're hoping to get there. And, get where. Uh, to well to achieve that or actually rather let me put it a different way that those are the sights right when you wake up in the morning say your daily mantra right this is going to be a good day i'm grateful for everything i have um i'm going to try to meet every opportunity with a genuine happy heart Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and sometimes that that's what we're aiming for and we'll fall short of that but if you aim high when you still fall short, you'll end up a whole lot further than if you never had that mindset to begin with. You miss every shot you don't take. Exactly. When, yeah, <laughs> Michael yeah. Scott. <laughs> <laughs> and we're taking a lot of shots. Yeah. So we yeah. Have you had any, what, well, what, what, what have you failed at? Did you fail at any, are any of your beers coming out like shitty? Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, well, beer-wise, like, life-wise, man, uh, like I got two kids. I fail every day. Sure. So, uh, yeah. Kids, and they'll tell you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the great <laughs> thing about the modern life, right? And th- th- I, and I love it, too, man. I want to I want to have the difficult conversations with them. And that's the same thing here. Uh, it's all about having the dif- difficult conversations and, um, and then adjusting from there but what have we failed at um recently 
Uh, let's see. Our, our probably greatest mistake as a brewery is, is our hop contract. Totally blew that. Um, we just, from the get-go, we, we, from the beginning when we, we planned to grow at a certain way, it was pretty evident not long after we, we established our hop contract that we were going to do things differently. Hmm. Um, so, so is that where you work with the farmers specifically to like yield their whole crop yeah, for yourself? Yeah, we, we have contracted through YCH, and we try to pick up things here and there, but often when you, you have guarantees, right? So we've guar- we're, we're taking this much of, of this, and whether we use it or not, we're paying for it because oh. it's been contracted. Okay. So that's a little difficult. And, you know, beers, um, yeah, we've dumped a few. <clears throat> Excuse me. We've dumped a few over the years. Not not a ton. Um, on the wild side, like we have a cool ship. Um, we have 30-barrel fooders. We do a lot of wild stuff. And Can you spell fooder? F-O-E-D-E-R. Right? Is, that, is that right? I think, so, yeah. I think it's right. Man, I, you know, I'm one of those guys who's a literature major who is horrible at spelling. I, I'm an idea guy, man. Right. Yeah, I'm an idea guy. Yeah. So, uh, you know, sometimes those miss. Uh, it's hard to predict when a barrel will pick up oxygen. Uh, mm. It's easy to predict when I put the oxygen in there, but the uh, whenever that happens, that's that's typically going to be something we dump. We've had a few beers that uh, just don't clear uh, THP in the wild side or our diacetyl test on the you know for actually we had one. It took three years to clear THP. I'm not even joking. Whoa. Uh, and it, it was it was wild. I, I thought we were going to dump that literally. Beer. Yeah. <laughs> yes, literally. Uh, that, that that beer saved itself somehow. Mm-hmm. Turned the corner. We've uh, we've dumped a couple batches. They they just we couldn't clean up on on this side the fresh ales, the ale side. Um, but yeah, it's not most of most of the failures are are in planning and i'm shocker this is the first brewery i've owned so it's all new to me man it's it's like my kids my daughter i'm like look you're the first kid i had Uh, you're the test batch yeah the next one he'll be well adjusted sure i'm prepaying for all of your uh your psychoanalytic work but yeah man failure but lots of successes too Right, right, and getting up, that's that's an excess. Waking up every day is is one good success, right? Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, we've we've won a few awards, and that we're we're happy. He's being humble. (laughs) We're 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 proud of we're proud of them. but we're also a microbrewery who cannot afford proper framing, so we do not display <laughs> any of them. They're actually all in the the office back there. Yeah. But so what, is microbrewery still still the same definition as it was back when like it was just Sierra Nevada and Sam Adams? I don't I don't know. I I I, I, would I mean because they were microbreweries back in now right. and now. Right. What? I don't know. We well. So how many barrels? We're. Maybe if we're pushing it, twelve hundred barrels a year, okay. which is not a lot. So micro, yeah, yeah, <laughs> we're we're pretty small, and we still have one delivery van. We have one sales guy, and uh, it's we're a pretty small operation. Yeah, we, you know, we have we have big heart, man. That's that's that that punk rock ethos. Yeah, yeah. and that yeah. DIY. We we try really hard and we care a lot Heck yeah. but you're a minor threat <laughs> <laughs> that's right that's all we are really <laughs> but yeah i mean that's kind of everything mm-hmm. right yeah but uh yeah just own what you do stay in your lane and we're trying to do that yeah yeah that's good i mean i mean um the the beers are good the food smells delicious um the sal- salivary glands are overflowing over here um <laughs> but um so burning beard, what, what, we, jumped, we jumped around a little bit, but burning beard, that's, is that a play on the French term? No, uh, it's, it's a play on the Clutch song. So if okay. you're familiar with the band Clutch, mm-hmm. who has a lovely and rabid following. Uh, <laughs> actually, you know, we talked about the delinquents and, and the staff, uh, who I affectionately call the Beardos. So <laughs> the, we, like we, when Clutch came to town last time, they played the observatory, like the entire staff, like we'll close down for shows. Uh, 
Bronx came to Casbah, yeah, yeah, and yeah. we all went. We're all going to Viagra Boys and Shame. If anybody <laughs> wants to go, I don't know if there's error before that, but um, Viagra Boys. No, the Bronx are playing with the Chats a couple days later, and I saw that. staff's going and to that as well. Oh, is that right? Yeah, I didn't I even know. Playing. I'm going to be uh, on a plane heading to GABF that day, so I won't be joining them for that show. The Great American Beer Festival. Yes, yes. That can uh, affect. So yeah, I'm judging for that, and always oh, a judge too. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, and then. And uh, I'll be a beer drinker socially <laughs> after that. So, gotcha. Yeah. The after party. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. Yeah, that's 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 that. Burning Beard. Okay. Yeah, Clutch Song. Yeah, and then all the names of the beers have like kind of music puns, literature puns. Yeah. Shakespearean. You know, it's references. What words don't have meaning unless they're anchored to something, right? Ooh. And so. We we like to blend and we're we're a little playful. So we had yeah. um, our latest hazy, which I I love. It's called Iggy Hops. Hey, uh, <laughs> hey yo. So that was we we made that with a YCH sort of experimental blend, which is called Cryo Pop, and mm. made us think of Iggy Iggy Pop. Pop yeah. So Iggy Hops and uh, the Hellas <laughs> we're drinking, and I I totally missed this it's coming up so uh maybe the next hellas we make we, we might name it something different like i have an obsession you with give it away <laughs> yeah i have an obsession with the helicopters okay and how did i miss the helicopters yeah. right right and that's that's what this Ooh, guy yeah. is uh that tattoo on my leg uh <laughs> but the the hellas here is called richard hellas for richard hell and the voidoids, voidoids yeah yeah and uh blank generation yeah but yeah, they're they're if they're not musical themed, they're usually literature. Monty Python. Yeah, Monty Python. Yes, we we go all over the board. It's we we love uh, cultural references. We we try to have fun and not take ourselves too seriously. Sure. Because man, life is too short, right? Yeah. I mean, how's that been? I mean, you, you know, to be honest, you're in. Uh, I mean, East County, San Diego, El Cajon. Like, you're one of the probably maybe the first. I don't know. Well, I guess second brewery out here um, to open. And then how's it been, you know, speaking frankly, like how's it been in like a, a place where that maybe that kind of culture is not always accepted? <laughs> uh-huh. Well, which one? Be specific. <laughs> well, like, well, uh, being one of the only microbreweries to open out here, you know, besides one, there was like, I think, what, El Cajon or Urban was here for a little bit. Um, but you guys opened and there was you're in a business park by the, you know yeah you know, we're in the middle here. of nowhere but you know it's not one of the main hubs of San Diego for, right. for when you think of the beer stuff but like but it, the name comes up a lot but like El Cajon maybe has a um, what's it called a uh, reputation for not being as accepting for new maybe new things or like right. people who think outside the box a little it bit it totally or, isn't or like people who like <laughs> I'm are, agree are with punk you rock or, I'm gonna agree with you yeah. there it totally isn't yeah. and we're like this shining bastion of that mm-hmm. right in the middle of yeah fucking El Cajon yeah and the the very popular yeah the great thing about it is we came out of the gate saying that we're not for everyone yeah so we're not like take it or leave it yeah we're not Applebee's or Chili's or or uh, you know some other brewery that is trying to the customer isn't always right and (laughs) that's that's a fact man and that's why we have we have a preloaded jukebox with music we want to hear because if you go to one of those an actual jukebox yeah if you go to one of those with a digital jukebox you're gonna hear some crazy stuff that i don't want to hear anything anything anything, all over the board yeah but yeah we're 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 not for everyone and and the jukebox is like it's, it's kind of like the first date test and <laughs> it's not everything we listen to it's not everything we love but it's what yeah. we might expose to someone on a first date and what's, so like, what's the weirdest thing you have in the jukebox oh man the weirdest <laughs> um, man I, I don't know what the so we oh, like have, the most thing that makes people turn their head and look at the jukebox like yeah. what is that uh, Nathaniel <laughs> besides rain and blood well, or, yeah. Know, like, well yeah we do have uh, Slayer on there but uh, Nathaniel Merriweather, which is a Mike Patton side project, uh-huh. and he does this very sexy version of Sex I'm a by Berlin. Um, every time that's on, <laughs> people are turning their heads. But uh, there's so this... what beer would you pair that with? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you know, something smooth and surprising. So probably Postmodern Prometheus, which is our so good, yeah, Imperial Stout, and we have a. Um, a coconut vanilla we have a chocolate hazelnut Sexy. version yeah yeah and you know that's it's 
pure aphrodisiac. <laughs> I mean, like, what else do you want Mike Patton crooning to you about? I, but, I'll let Mike Patton croon to me about anything. The weirdest... Um, Man, I, I have uh, Urfaust, which is kind of a post-black metal, mm. latest Discreet, also post-black metal, uh, Wada, which is U-A-D-A, uh, it's a black it's metal on band. On the jukebox? Yeah. Okay. A black metal band from uh, Oregon who are awesome, man. I love those guys so much. Um, but from Frank Sinatra to black metal and post-black metal mm. uh, and then also I'm a huge Idols fan Heck so there, yeah. there are Idols all over the jukebox uh, Fontaine's DC probably the weirdest thing is this uh, there is a huge contingent of Australian music on there mm. so uh, the Chats uh, the Pissed Idiots let's see who else is on there uh, the Smith Street Band there's a uh, just a, a playlist the Drunk yeah. Mums yeah uh, so much good stuff coming out of Australia right now. Uh, what else is weird? There's, I mean, well, I guess not weird, but something maybe guess people wouldn't expect when, like, you know, the locals come and eat burgers for lunch, or right? And, and like, that, that's hey, the greatest thing. Like, there's this dude I've never heard this band before. What is this? Right, and that that happens all the time. And we have a few sections on the jukebox where the people who work here we are they're curating their own list so they have their own playlist and you can see what each person's about and we, we talked to a guy out there Christian from the Brass Beard who was a former employee here he has a disc on there I mean oh, the, guy, okay. the guy's here like every day really? he, he deserves a disc nice but uh, yeah it's, you know it's a crazy thing it's like we ha- we're this w- huge family well we're a small family with huge heart uh-huh. and the jukebox is an extension of that and it's it's like I said. It's definitely not for everyone, and but it's like I said, a first date. There there are pieces of us that people can can sort of anchor into, and if you're a person who's into Patsy Cline or some of the new country, Sturgill Simpson, Sturgill Simpson's on there. That guy is amazing. Yeah. Uh, my current favorite sort of new outlaw country guy is Arlo McKinley mm-hmm. who's playing Pappy and Harriet's in a couple months you should all go to that Pappy and Harriet's is insane right now yeah dude like, they're going off they got bought out by the knitting factory from oh, LA. Is that like, okay. yeah, That's yeah. Getting so they, shows. they're getting some great shows they Modest Mouse and like Bronx and like just Idols, Idols. played there yeah. I was at that show man it was, it was no, we, do a lot of sh- we do a lot of weddings up there right right, right past it in Pioneer Town like, oh, in Joshua cool, Tree cool. so like we're always like let's just finish you, the wedding go to Pioneer Town yeah. or go to Pappy's have you been to La Copine no Oh man, it's uh, this couple. These these ladies own it. It's like a French restaurant. Uh, well, I think it used to be called the Martian Cafe. Okay. And the the woman who runs it. And I'm sorry, I don't know her name, but she is like a nouveau American French wizard man. Mm. And the duck confit is phenomenal. And you get right that uh, just around the corner. Oh it's, wow! If you just keep driving past it, pretty gutsy to build that there. Oh yeah, it, and it is seasonal. It's not open oh. in the heart of uh, in the heart of summer. Yeah, which is wise because it's in the desert, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like desert proper, 114 degree desert. I know. But man, don't, duck confit and a glass of some bubbly rosé, <laughs> man. It's phenomenal. And a little bit of post punk. Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So it sounds like you take the kind of the, also that musical DIY ethos into your beer making. Yeah. You know? Like like kind of like you guys did a Roush beer at one point and like well, Normcore yeah. Pilsner when a lot of people weren't doing Pilsners. Yeah, um, we came out of the gate with the Pilsner. We were trying to I'm gonna take a swing and say Normcore might be one of your best sellers here. Oh it's it's actually not. Um Whoa. Yeah, right? Uh well we it was or, for a or while. For what I mean when it came out like, oh cool. Something that tastes like coors or yeah. like in that realm. Well we had the problem is, is like we're a microbrewery and we like to do new things. Yeah. So we have like five loggers on. You're right like a now. chef. And so we've we have cannibalized Normcore's popularity. So now we we don't just have a Bohemian Pilsner. We have a German Pilsner, yeah. and we have a Hellas, and we have a Vienna Lager, and we have a Czech Amber Lager. Nice. And um, all sound delicious. <laughs> we have um, um, actually one of our best sellers is. A, a total we're, we're riffy we're trying to accumulate um, cease and desist letters none have come yet but we named a beer BBR 
it's oh. it's already right we're yeah. trying hello pbr we're here in el cajon come find us come get me um but yeah it's, it's a dirty american lawnmower red white and blue can and we're just having fun with it and it was supposed to be a one-off but the people, people love it people are they would they would line up in my my house with <laughs> With pitchforks and flames, you know, <laughs> rods on fire. If if we ever stop brewing that beer, but yeah, we have we have a hazy. It's kind of like a tweener hazy. It's got a little more bitterness, not not super sickly sweet. New damage. That's one of our best sellers. We have a West Coast, and then BBR is usually in there. That's right. And then and then we have all those loggers that, that people love them. But like I said, we cannibalized Normcore's popularity by putting all these other ones sure. out there but uh, we want to do what what we want to do yeah. because we want to do it right uh, we're not we're not one of those places that has a flagship beer we're if we're not interested if we're not having fun then we're in the wrong business man you know that's not what I want to do because it's because you have a sales like a, a bartenders are trying to sell like hey what I've learned in the food industry is like the, the, the people are good at selling what they like. Right. So, like, the sales team is yeah. good at selling, like, this dish because it's, they love it so much. Or and that's, you know. that's back to the punk rock ethos yeah. and DIY. And it's, it's all about authenticity, man. We don't have to lie because this is our, this is our yeah. truth, right? And if everyone has bought in, if everyone's drinking the, the sauce... They're, Literally, yeah, the the punk spears you or or the normcore. There, it's it's not a line, man. Yeah. And people know when you're feeding them a line. Yeah, and that's we're not for everybody, but we're not. But you we're are. But you. But it is. If people if people can get over their shit, and it, this place is for everybody. Because I remember when I popped up doing food here, the crowd is very eclectic. Oh, it is a collect- very eclectic crowd. It was the the North Parkers, the El Cajoners, the I mean, these are cities in San Diego, but like, just it's I mean, hipsters come from hipsters to hicks, right? Sure, yeah, <laughs> airplane pilots, uh, horse people. I mean, I'm sorry, people who ride on horses, not people made of horse, <laughs> not people made of or who eat horse. Um, but yeah, like so. Yeah. Anyways, it just stands through because because the punk rock community should be accepting, hardcore community should be accepting, and you know we, that's what we preach at least. Right. We're not always that way, and that's uh, unfortunate, but we can be. Yeah, you know? man. And we're not we're not gatekeepers by any stretch of the imagination. Or I imagination. try not to be. Yeah. Yeah. We I want. Not, hopefully not. We want everybody to be in, and you know it's like that show Stranger Things. Uh, People like, oh man, I've been listening to Kate Bush for thirty years, or, or oh, I've been yeah. listening to Master yeah. of Puppets for yeah. thirty years, and now it's years, popular again. And now it's popular again, and people are you know having a Let's problem. Let's make a with Master that. of Puppets but, IPA man, quick. You know, I'm like, a, I'm a fan of of both of those artists, mm-hmm. and I'm for anything that puts their works in other people's hands, man. Exactly. Like that that allows what they did to to shine a brighter light on someone else's life like we're gonna make them those point zero zero three cents per stream you know that's like, we right gotta, we gotta help them do it you know yeah <laughs> have enough of those in a row and what was like like music wise what was the first show you went to or like how'd you get into it like oh man being such a punk <laughs> you know I, ironically the the first show i remember seeing uh, my parents took me to the Wild Animal Park. It was like I was a kid, and the Charlie Daniels band was playing, and so that's the like first. Like Devil Went Down to Georgia. Yeah, Charlie? yeah, okay. that guy. <laughs> and so that's the first thing I remember. Um, the first. I might have been there. <laughs> I might have been there. The first metal show I ever went to was uh, the this, the Japanese band Loudness was opening for Motley Crue. Oh, and that was at, that was, was that awesome. in San Diego. Yeah, yeah, it was at the Sports Arena. Okay. Yeah, and that's cool. Yeah. And uh, I know you like Japanese metal and and punk and stuff like that too. Yeah. Or, or when Cheap Trick plays in Japan, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Live at the Budokan, man. But yeah, the actually we're gonna be uh, we have been picked up by this company out of Japan called Beer Cats, who, who distribute. So it's to bird walk a little bit. Yeah. A lot of local stuff. So we we have a ton of beer that's in route to Japan oh, cool. as we speak. So getting distribution. Yeah. Well, no. I mean, it's just this one company who who bought a couple pallets. But oh, got it. Yeah. They're they're a distributor over there, but we don't have any anything set up with anybody else. It I can mean, lead to it. They 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 bought forty pertainers or something like that, but nothing nothing crazy. But yeah. They, so loudness and Motley Crue, and then. 
the last one I saw was on Thursday night, just the other night, like agnostic front, sick of it all, yes. crown of thorns. And you the, survived. I did. The <laughs> one that blew my mind the most was Amon Ra, and I don't know if you know these guys. Oh, yeah. Um, they're from Ghent, and uh, I, we were brewing a beer at Dock Brewing in Ghent, D-O-K, and the brewer there, uh, Janos, he was like, he knew I was into music. He's like, dude, the the singer for Amon Ra owns a skate shop down the street. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, call him up. Let's go. He's like, ah, oh, he's actually on tour right now. But anyway, um, Seth and I actually, yeah, Seth and I, a few years ago at Psycho Fest, they were playing, you know, Psycho Fest is amazing. And uh, I don't know, we just... We all love to go to festivals yeah. and shows. And Tyler and I went to uh, punk rock bowling after that and saw Heck yeah. Bronx, Everybody. Plague Vendors, yeah. uh, Riverboat Gamblers. Man, that was so fun. Uh, Descendants, all, what, who else? Uh, I mean, Leftover, a lot of bands. Leftover yeah. Crack. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a good show. But anyway, I'm all over the place, No, man. it's fine. No, that answers music. the question, though. Because, yeah, we love music. Um, you have, a, you, have a, you got a record player in here. Can people come in here and spin records too? Or yeah, just... we we've been doing this uh, event where people come in and and spin records on Sundays, and it's. I think we've done it three times, and on the last one, we had so many people lined up to spin records, like we were out of time. We had to close. Oh wow! So we're gonna extend that, get that, like get that DJ kind of thing. Yeah. Or? So what they do is everybody gets to bring a record and play one side. Ah. So. We either need to choose wisely. Yeah, we need to like maybe pare it down to a couple songs or something, or we need to extend the hours. Like, we haven't worked it out, but the whole thing is like the people here getting an opportunity to tell a little little bit about themselves through the music that they're selecting. So we've we've seen some really interesting stuff, <laughs> records play okay. here. And uh, you know, speaking of records, I just ran into this guy. I think it's called the Good Record Shop. Mm-hmm. If, if you ever go down to Crystal Pier, and if you're looking at Crystal Pier, if you're looking at it, just, Pacific Beach, right? Just left of that, there are a few vendors yeah. out there, and this guy just moved from Seattle, and cool. he he curates record records and started selling them there on the streets. And I found uh, some original uh, Bauhaus I picked up, and I I have a crazy obsession with the band Foreigner. <laughs> I do too. Do you? I have, oh, I have that's all awesome. Stuff on vinyl. Uh, it's weird, man. Like, I, he could be the best singer ever. I I think Foreigner is pretty awesome. No, but like, he's an underrated singer. Uh, but like, man, I, I don't dig Journey, but I love Foreigner. It makes no sense. I don't, you know. Foreigner's anyway, more, Foreigner has more power. Yeah, and, and the, um, the Fix. So they, I picked up a <laughs> Fix album. Nice and, deep uh, cut. Yeah, and they had some really cool jazz and. Uh, and the guy, uh, he's into dance hall, uh, Dan. Okay. Yeah, and he turned me on to some really cool dance hall artists. Who I was listening to them all weekend. But this is from good, the Good Record. Yeah, shop or Good Record Shop. Anybody in San Diego, I recommend <laughs> you go uh, check that out because the guy had some, and they're really well priced too, man. With the advent of Discogs, any shop owner, you know, if if you're a local, they'll just add five bucks because they know you're not paying shipping. You're getting it here, and yeah. why not? But his stuff was like the best it's price. It's good to have stuff. a guy. It's yeah. good to have a guy. It's good to have a guy. Yeah. And I'm an avid collector. Uh, Rad. Yeah. I, what's I your know. hot collect? What's your hot gem in your collection? It's probably my helicopters collection. Okay. It's, it's banned from Sweden for those of you who don't know, <laughs> and and they do not reissue anything. So if you have a record oh. from the helicopters, it's probably worth a lot of money. Oh. Um, that I have a lot of Baroness. Okay. Um, cool. And. Yeah. Uh, I got typo negative, which is really hard to come by uh, if you're into typo negative. It's a good collection. Yeah. And uh, let's see here. What else? Uh, I love ACDC and (laughs) just straightforward rock and rock. rock. Yeah. Yeah. And I I have a a building my uh, my 80s sort of cure Depeche Mode yeah, yeah. fix I gotta connect you with Dan at Weekend Records oh he, yeah he, pop, he pops up and sells records at breweries oh right yeah, yeah I mean you should come by we've had uh, <laughs> some great friends of ours the 80s. Uh, reanimated records yeah. in La Mesa Nick. Nick's been out here um, McHank if you know McHank mm-hmm. who's the McHank's endless drawings on Instagram yeah. that guy is is a a swell dude and a great record collector as well but uh, yeah, East, we just had a East County here. solid people. Totally, totally. 
And we had uh, Pamela Jager, who uh, she did, you'd know her locally. Um, she did the tiger in a tuxedo for Tiger Tiger. Right, right. She was the artist that did that. So she Beautiful. was selling prints here the cool. other day. But yeah. Yeah, you guys do a lot of art shows, pins, you know, stuff like that when it's not, for no not when it's not just an anniversary it's just like let's throw a party yeah and let's do a show right and we're all about building community helping people and doing that really i think sort of galvanizes what we are about you know we want to give these people a platform and also provide a good service to to the people that that come to our brewery mm -hmm. like it's, it's not just us all the time. It's about this deeper community, the connection yeah, totally. that, that we we have between all these people. And so it's, yeah, it's, yeah we we try to put ourselves out there that way. That's good. You're yeah. the main brewer now, right? Yeah, 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 I've, yeah always. Like doing it all, the mastermind of uh, the Yeah, I mean, we have a collective sort of vibe here. Tyler, who's been working with us for, I think, in the last three years now. Nice. Uh, there's no one person who is irreplaceable here, even me. Sure. Try to make it so that this place can run without me. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, we, we definitely have a collaborative spirit. We're a team. There's not a – nothing is just me. It's all we. And, uh, I, you know, I, it's, it's we above I, you know, and that's, that's really – the spirit that, that makes everything move here. Mm -hmm. We're all inputting on the food every day. If Dan oh, yeah? has a new menu, menu item, Chef Dan, we're, all, we're Chef Dan. We're yeah. all talking about it, talking about price points, you know, the cost of goods, talking sure. about what, what we can do to uh, elevate it. What maybe what needs to be toned down. It's the same thing with the beer. Everybody you met in the tasting room before we came out here is part of our tasting panel. So Tyler nice. and I pull a sample. We'll throw it out there, and we're all talking about the beer. You know, is it passing the diastole test? Is it not? <laughs> is it is it meet our brand um, requirements? Is it is it on point for? Does hot mata taste like hot mata, or is it tasting different now? Did we do something different in the while we were brewing it? Um, so trying a lot of beer too. Yeah, we we do Quote try a lot of beer. Trying a lot of beer every day. <laughs> but yeah, it's, you know what anybody thinks about it, and it, yeah, it, it does take a lot of time and. Sure. Uh, Thankfully, what I do personally, going to shows, connecting with people like Dan at Good Records, I just met this yeah. weekend at Pacific Beach. Um, cool. I, I am just a person who likes to connect with people yeah. and that comes naturally. That's literally half my job. Maybe it's more than that. I don't know. But making connections and uh, organizing, sort of orchestrating the, the things that are happening at the brewery, um, that... And that really, because that is something that I do naturally, mm -hmm. it's not out of the ordinary. It doesn't throw the life vibe out, yeah. out of out of whack. I'm still my my daughter just turned 16, so I'm taking her around, teaching her how to drive. Oh man, uh, my son's 12, so he doesn't like to do anything but play Fortnite. <laughs> and and a, he, on my birthday, he uh, said, "Hey man, let's, let's sit around and do something you want to do." So we sat around and played Fortnite, and now I'm an accomplished Fortnite player. Oh, hey. I, I thought I would you never play that. So, yeah. yeah, I would. I'm like, man, I'll never play that yeah, game. Yeah, dad, dads who play. Yeah, yeah. I'm now I'm one of those guys apparently. Yeah. But it's, you like uh, it? I do. <laughs> I, you know, it's it's fun. I, I grew up, you know, playing Asteroids and sure. Pac-Man, yeah. Miss Pac-Man. So I'm like, grew up one of those Atari kids, and I, I just didn't really have the the entry point on those kind of video games it was it was like so difficult for me to make oh, yeah. that jump that's huge and <laughs> and i definitely needed a a, a guide and, and my 12 year old son Thanks, Oz, he, he was that he was that guy yeah and i was like dad my turn to play because <laughs> you're hogging the game i am hogging yeah, the game. I love sometimes it. sometimes i mean i need a break too and it's a good oh yeah it's a good break oh yeah yeah so uh, I, you can add video games to the list of my hobbies now. I'm, a lot. I'm, I'm back on that. Well, we can jump to that, too, because you just put out a book. Uh, well, I mean, it's not out oh, yet. Oh, you wrote a book. I did you write, did a, write book. a book. Yeah, so uh, it's Published called... Published author. It's in the works. Yeah, so the <laughs> publisher has it. They said it'll take 9 to 12 months to, to, to see a physical wow. copy. What'd you write about? Uh, well, it's this, this one is a twisted 
romantic fic- fiction. Mm-hmm. So it's like a just dark and twisted romance. Um, and that's sort of emo. Yeah, it's totally, totally <laughs> right. I'm a huge fan of uh, Henry Miller and Anais yeah. Nin, and they have this sort of romantic cleft style, which is like every writer is present in everything they write, right? It's, we're writing from experience, from our lives, from what we know. Mm-hmm. And so you're dark and twisted? I am, a, yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, I'm listening to Amen Ra and Frank Sinatra. I'm super twisted. All right. But yeah, the that, hopefully, I, I should be actually hearing back from them any day on cool on when uh, physical copies will be manufactured. Looking to get it out by Christmas, I hope. Right. Um, literally this morning, just received my second manuscript back from my editor. So that will be out. It's kind of a Dang. fairy tale retelling of... Uh, you stay busy. God, dude. Burning Beard Bookstore. Right. <laughs> like, my wife's like, she's like, you have ADHD. And I took a test. I don't. Really? <laughs> she's like, you have something. I don't know what it is yet. We're going to find out. Uh, and until she does, I'll just keep going to shows, playing music at home, yep. writing books, listening to records. Yeah, yeah I don't know, man. Staying busy. You, pro- I mean, you might, you might have some form of something. Like I can speak from experience, but do you listen to music while you're reading or writing? Sometimes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, okay, yeah. Same. Or like creating. You listen to music while you're creating something else. Yeah. 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 I, and sometimes I don't. You know, it just depends where my head's at mm-hmm. and. Uh, Where's your head at? Yeah, well, right now. Right now. Where's right, your head at? <laughs> right now, it's in a pretty chill space. I'm, I'm really, really happy that I got my manuscript back this morning. Excited yeah. to start work on that. I have, yeah. a, I have a third novel what? that I'm ready to, to pump out, but I couldn't wrap my mind around doing it until I got the, this one back. Because I, I knew I have edits to, to do. So, uh, do you have a pen name? <laughs> no, just huh? just my name, Jeff. Man. Jeff, just Jeff. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, the, I mean, it's all fiction, man. Like, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not embarrassed by sure. by any of it, man. I, That's dope. Yeah, and so trying trying to stay busy, and mm-hmm. if someone likes it, great. And if they don't, I'm sure plenty of people will tell. Well, if you're me. already doing on your third <laughs> one, like if you're already doing the third one, doesn't mean like it's already like. How does that work? Is it like they buy you another, they say, do another one, do another one, do another one? Uh, well, no. I, actually, them? actually, the first one I was just writing, I started journaling uh, during COVID and just needed something to do. But you have your PhD in that, right? No, actually, it's, that's another thing I failed in. Remember, uh, so that, that was that whole thing where I had a life pivot and that's where I started brewing. I, mm. I yeah, and okay. I, I have a like this pipe dream of someday finishing it, but I don't. I don't think I will. I no, nah, I won't. But I started journaling, and I was like, "All right, well, this is actually kind of sounding cool. I should like form this into a book." And then I did, and I shopped it around. Dang, uh, a publisher picked it up. I don't have a publisher for my second one yet. It's 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 little uh, genre specific. Uh, fairy tale retellings have a whole different sort of branch of publishers who would be interested in it. The other one, like I said, is a little more Henry Miller, Anais Nin. This one, uh, the newer one, it, I, I don't know if the publisher Olympia, they said they want to check it out, but that's I, cool. I don't know that that means. Hope. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and the third one, I'm I'm just writing. If the next thing you know, started. you're starting a publishing company. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, Henry Rollins, here I come. Yo, <laughs> dude. Well, to why don't we land it? Let's wrap it up. What have you learned over all this? The shit you do, like music, beer, family, publishing. I don't know. What what did, what did we learn through all this? Oh man. Um, what did I? Next learn? thing, just running for president in 2024. Everybody. No, sir. <laughs> yeah, I. Authenticity and and uh, and being authentic is probably the easiest th- way to live. And then living. Crea- you, are you an authentic, like outward going? Are you honest with everybody? Is that like your mantra? Like that's all I got, man. Yeah, that's all I got. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Nothing to hide. Like no. Um, and authenticity. Is that a Buddhist practice? Uh, yeah, definitely, definitely. But I mean, it. I'm sure it was something that I was supposed to learn through them long ago, mm-hmm. but you know, as life goes, mm-hmm. it, I'm still learning it. You yeah. Know? yeah, yeah, I'm still learning how to, to 
to live my most authentic life. But that paired with uh, living creativity, living with creativity, mm-hmm. um, being creative as I live, it's, it's really important to me. It keeps me motivated, keeps me driven. I, I and that's why I love cooking so much. Yeah. You, know, make, you make a beer, best case scenario is going to be ready in two weeks. You make pasta, you know in nine minutes <laughs> whether you made, yeah. you did a good job or not. Right. And if you didn't, you just start over. Sure. And, you know, where it comes to wild ales, if that, if that could take one to three years. And Pretty gutsy. Yeah. You, you mess that up, holy cow. But, yeah, uh, living creatively is, it's just giving me a lot of personal satisfaction. So you said you were a fan of ACDC, but I, I think you have ADCD, Attention yeah. Deficit Creative Disorder. I totally yeah. do, man. I like it, yeah. <laughs> we, just, we just coined the phrase ADCD. Yeah, I definitely have that. <laughs> Never stop creating. Because once you stop, like, if you're a creative person, which you are, I think that, I mean, you get, almost get bored if you're not creating. Yeah. Or, well, yeah. not bored, but, like, anxious. Or, like, I'm not worth, I'm not doing something worthwhile. Or, like, you know, like... I, I, just, love the pro- right? I just love the process. Yeah. You know, there, there isn't a... Yeah, but some people like creating before the... They don't even like getting to the finished product. They just want to, like, the idea... They're the idea person, you mm. know? But yeah, like, it sounds yeah. like you do the idea and the execution and the product. Pr- the product. Yeah, I... I don't feel like I did it unless I take it to the finish line. Okay. You know, yeah. I, I do have a ton of half finished products. <laughs> um, but the, th- the thing is the, the process, my process. So like new year's resolutions. And I know you said, let's wrap this up and no, that's fine. I'll just keep talking. Good. But the, well, this is part of the last chapter. Right. Right. <laughs> so new year's resolution wise, I don't make a like, hey, I need to drop 10 pounds or I need to eat this way or I need to change this about myself. I set goals. Um, one of mine that I've had for the last 10 years was to write a book. Mm-hmm. I finished, Boom. I did that last Three. year. I uh, had one of, and I'll throw like five or 10 of them out there, just sort of like life goals that I would like to achieve. I'd like to produce a CD. I, w- I would like to make this style of music. Like be a producer? Yeah. In, you yeah. know, and I've, I've been able to check a lot of those off and making a book was the one I didn't know that I could even do it. And just baby stepping towards it, having it sort of on my mental vision board yeah. allowed me to believe in that, that possibility. And so that, that actually, if I learned anything, it's, don't say no to anything. There it Just is. Just be open. There it right? is. Yeah. Be open to possibility. Mm-hmm. And then if your life takes you that way, see what it's about, you know? That's and smart. that's that's yeah. that's what I try to do. That's what we learned. Mm, maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe. Man, are your parents like entrepreneurial or were they or uh, one of them is and one Business. of them is a crippled alcoholic, so <laughs> ironic that you're yeah. in the beer industry. Right, right. I mean yeah, I don't. I don't make a drink, man. No, no. But I mean, like, uh, how, how we, how we, how we learn, how we grow up. Because my, my real dad was too, and then here I am doing beer pairing dinners and stuff like that. You know, listen. Right. Like, I don't well, feel bad about it. I'm just saying, like, it's it's funny that we end up like that. Right. I mean, <laughs> it's two different worlds. Yeah. yeah. That of the I drink two fifths of vodka a day versus, oh, liquor versus I, yeah. I have, you know, a beer or two a day, sure. and uh, that. Yeah, that mindset, man. Uh, you know, it's one of those where, yeah. So are they? She, she, and the crazy thing, man, and that I, I got a lot of creativity from her. She was like this crazy creative spirit, and I miss her. She's still alive, but we don't talk anymore. Oh. And yeah, you know, it's, it's one of those I had to make choices for my life in order to save myself. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but my my dad is a, was an entrepreneur himself, and he, he's. He runs uh, his own business, and uh, yeah, and actually, that was that whole sort of that that link with me winning that that award with Quaff. Yeah, I, I have some experience working with my dad, the family business, and uh, helped manage that. Cool. And I was like, man, I've, I'm already managing a business when a lot of breweries failed in my mind. I don't know if it's true or not. Not because they weren't good at beer. Like a lot of San Diego, you're pretty good at beer. Uh, a lot of them I was thinking, oh, maybe it's this business running thing, and I already do that. That's, mm. that's what sort of gave me the spur to think that I, yeah. I had enough to be able to do something with this. And uh, thankfully, with the uh, teamwork that we have here with my partner, Mike, 
uh, Dylan, Chef Dan, everybody, Tyler, Seth, man, uh, none of this happens without them, but that bringing it all together and boom, burning beard. Boom, burning beard, brewing. Celebrating five years anniversary coming up. No, six years. Wait, what are they We're coming up on? on seven? Seven, okay. Yeah. Where did you five from? Anyways, COVID, seven. man. It's COVID. Nine. Oh yeah, co- the COVID two years are yeah, lost. Exactly. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's really that's really cool. So, Bernie Beard, lots lots to come. We should do a part two because the book's gonna be out. Yeah, we talk all about it. The I'll third book will be out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, we'll do a book and beer release party. I'll do totally. Some... <laughs> I'll do a reading. I'll bring my smoking jacket. Yeah, do some... and, uh... Sure. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> Anyways, I appreciate it, Jeff. Um, yeah, we'll do a part two because there's a lot to. There's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot, and we're gonna go to a lot more concerts too. Yeah. I got absolutely. Full, so. Same. Yes. We're gonna. I'm gonna. Um, we're just gonna wrap it now. Ready? Okay. Yep. Bye bye. Bye. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. That was Jeff Vidiker from Burning Beard Brewing. And guess what else I found out? He was in a band called Like Shattered Diamonds. We didn't talk about it much in the conversation. He did mention it, but I got some music of his, and I'm going to play it after after this little outro. So, yeah, thanks again for listening. That was a fun one. Stay tuned. I got more more stuff upcoming. Be sure to follow on all the socials, instagram.com forward slash thefamilycast. There's links in the bio for everything you can get to, hot sauces and all the food companies and beverage companies and everything, everyone that I partner up with and work with. There's codes for everything. Usually the code is famcast f-a-m-c-a-s-t that's your code for discounts on the on the people that i work with um yeah i'm affiliate with dano's seasoning if you need some seasoning spices in your life that that's a fun one i got a, a, a discount code for you if you want let me know um what else do i got merchandise of course pins and stickers right now on sh- uh, shirts on the way and uh yeah not too much more to say on that just 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 there's there's links in the show notes there's links in the bio and there's links in the zelda games if you know what i'm talking about if you know you know shout out to all you link fans out there (laughs) anyways yeah uh this is the punk chef podcast so i got some chefing to do and like i said busy busy week but i wanted to get this out there for you my listeners amigos y familia some some really cool i got some really cool fans here on this on the show so i appreciate all of you share the show with a friend so let's let's get some more listeners on this thing all right shout out to email brown media group for helping me out and uh, we'll go from there okay everybody um what else i was gonna say i don't have a preach or rant this week i just wanted to say because i already kind of been talking a lot but yeah i'm gonna save it i'm gonna save it for a good one I'm going to save it for a good one. I'm going to do another solo episode and a kitchen playlist coming up soon. So I'll have more chances to talk to you about all the feelings. Okay, we're going to get emotional. <laughs> Anyways, thanks again. I'm Chef Josh, and I'm going to play this song by, by Jeff's band, Like Shattered Diamonds. Be sure to go visit Burning Beard Brewing and get some, get some beers, get some burgers and stuff like that. And in the meantime, here's All I See by Like Shattered Diamonds, which is Jeff's band. All right, we'll talk to you on the next one. Ciao, ciao.
Thanks for listening to The Family Cast. 